Is film like milk? Yes. It's got culture in it. And it's. Mm, damn it. Leche. <laughs> Whole milk, skim milk, medium milk. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk Could me? Could you milk me? Hi, and welcome back to Age Like Milk, the podcast where we decide if a film has gone bad in the mind fridge of your mind. I am one of your hosts, Paris Herbert Taylor, and with me as ever is my good friend, not my brother, who fucked up his shoulder and didn't get to play in the minors, David William Rogers. Hello. Hey, how's it going, Paris? I'm just a high school kid playing baseball. <laughs> I don't know if he fucked up his... Oh, no, he didn't fuck up his shoulder. He got mono. I fucked that up. But uh, David, there's a little clue. I mean, people are also looking at the tile, which is always yeah, the title yeah, yeah. of the movie. But what is the film we are doing today? The film we're doing is Never Been Kissed. 1999, right before the world ended when it hit 2000. Um, this was directed by Raja Gosnell. Writing credits go to Abby Cohn and Mark Silverstein. It's got a ton of people that everybody should be familiar with. Drew Barrymore, America's Sweetheart, David Arquette, Michael Vartan, Molly Shannon, John C. Riley, amazing actor, our girl Octavia Spencer, this has who else? Uh, Marley Shelton, Jessica Alba, um, Jordan Ladd, James Franco. This is like his first role um, on a big movie set. So a ton of people in this movie. It's a it's a love story, and I think um, I think this is your synopsis, right? Okay, so I'm excited Let's do to it. hear. Okay, let's yeah. do it. And then I'm excited to introduce our guest this week, but we'll do the synopsis mm-hmm. first before we get into the fun guests. Uh, this is a movie about kind of a adult stuck in a rut who uh, is the lead copy or the youngest copy editor at the Chicago Sun, I want to say. I'm probably fucking it up. We'll get it. Okay, I'm getting nods. Okay, this is good. I'm on a roll. <laughs> uh, and then she like really wants to be a reporter. She works for kind of like a crackpot boss who runs the paper and is just like coming into these meetings like kids. And then the team's like, okay. And then he's like, we should do an undercover story about that. So Drew gets singled out, Drew's character, Josie Grossi, because she kind of looks young and she re-enrolls in high school. And that's the plot of the movie. Uh, we're going to get into it. There is a tryst with a the, the popular guy. She comes in. She kind of like recreates her high school experience. Not super cool. Um, and then her brother is like, I'm going to help you. And then she does become cool. And yeah, there's like the hot popular guy. There's a hot teacher. Everyone in the office is like watching her in real time <laughs> do these things. Lots to discuss. There's a happy ending because it's Drew Barrymore and we love Drew. Um, yeah. But yes. Uh, lots to discuss because I think rewatching it as an adult, some big themes that I did not necessarily <laughs> pick up on as a teenager. But we are not alone, David. I'm so stoked. I've been wanting to have this person on the podcast for ages. Jackie Penn, hello to you, madame. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really excited to be here. Yes, I'm excited to have you too. I have your bio here. So I will. I was going to try to read it in Drew Barrymore's voice, but I think that's a hate crime. So I'll just read it in a normal <laughs> voice, uh, even though we all know exactly can what you I'm just, talking about. Can you just say a few words? In but your... I, I don't, I want to. <laughs> Midwest. It's like she talks out of the side of her mouth. I don't know how she does it, but Chloe Feynman, who is like one degree of separation away from me, and I like feel like I know her and I'm proud of her on SNL. She does the most amazing Drew Barrymore. And I don't, know how many hours she spent practicing speaking outside of her mouth but 
it's incredible. So anyway, uh, this is Jackie. She was born and raised in the Midwest. Uh, you were forced to fend for yourself as an early age and you found comfort in reading a new book or watching a favorite TV show. So not so crazy to learn that Jackie is a writer for TV. Um, you were a Spanish teacher for several years, which this is new information for me. Um, and then you left that career to do writing, which I'm so glad that you did. So you're in LA now, you write mainly drama, and you mainly focus on diverse female-driven stories that explore friendship, found family, identity, and love. You were an assistant on a bunch of cool shows, including Siren and Ginny and Georgia, great cute show, before your first staff writing job on Turner and Hooch for Disney+. And then most recently, you were the story editor on CW's 4400. I hope I'm saying that right. But yes. I was so excited for you when I saw that you got that. Um, you're an advocate for diverse voices and the elevation of support staff. Um, I know that you're involved in a number of incredible screenwriting groups, um, but most recently you wrote an op-ed for The Hollywood Reporter about how to broach race in the writer's room, which is a very important topic. So, Jackie, welcome to the podcast. Thank Yay. you. Thank you. Yay. Um, Jackie is someone that I, I don't know if we've ever really talked much one-on-one, -on -one, but I have always admired you on the Twitter and at Script Anatomy and various like organizations. It's just so funny how small of a world it can be like we have so many mutuals it's yes. insane um well thank you that's very nice of you to say yeah <laughs> i feel like you're like a few steps ahead of me and so like as somebody who sees somebody sort of army crawl out of the quagmire i'm like oh jackie's doing it like i can do it too we're, we're coming but jackie tell us okay so tell us a little bit about your journey so first question what made you jump from teaching to writing you know, it's so interesting that you say that. Um, I have been saying for years, like, oh, I didn't know I wanted to be a writer for like a long time. And I had this epiphany when I was teaching, but the summer I was hanging out with my sister, um, I was visiting her and she was like, you said you wanted to be a writer when you were eight. And I was like, I did. And she's hmm. like, yes. You said you were going to move to LA and you were going to be a writer. I do not remember this. You suppressed um, this memory because I, then. <laughs> yeah, I suppressed it. Yeah. But um, I think um, I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Ohio. And I think I didn't think it was like something that could be possible. Um, so I was like, oh, I'm going to be a teacher because that seemed more, you know, like something I could actually do. Um, and then, you know, as a teacher, I, I loved teaching. I was good at it. I was you know, creating like really creative lessons for my students, but it wasn't something I was really passionate about. Like I couldn't see myself doing it for like 30 years. And I just really loved, I got really invested in the shows that I would watch and the character development. And I just decided, you know, I should just give this a shot. And um, lucky my, luckily my husband was really supportive of that. And he's like, sure, let's figure out how to make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's kind of how it started. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to talk about your teacher experience because we do have a Spanish teacher in this film and I have many questions, but I don't want to jump ahead. I want to ask you what it was like going from assistant to finally getting staffed. I mean, a lot of our listeners are, you know, pre WGA or their developmental writers. And it's always amazing to hear somebody's story and know that it is completely possible. So what was that journey like for you? You know, I think uh, being an assistant, it's really like having three jobs is mm -hmm. what I will say, um, because you're doing the job that you're supposed to be doing as an assistant. Then you're also like trying to write, you know, trying to get your samples together. And then you're also trying to like meet people, trying to like, you know, network. I hate using the word network, but like trying to build your community. 
Um, so like those three things together. So you, I feel like you're putting in a lot of work, um, you know, and then trying to be a person at the same time mm-hmm. too. Um, so I think I was just like grinding a lot, you know, a lot of people will say the same thing, but just, I was always doing something that wasn't working. It was like trying to like work on my scripts, trying to like get out there and go to panels and things like that, you know, this is pre pandemic, but, um, yeah. And then I just kept saying yes to opportunities. Um, you know, I didn't start off on as a writer support staff. I did production for a little bit. I was a set PA first. Um, on a show called Grimm in Portland, because I lived in Portland for a year. And that was my first job in the industry. And, um, you know, I knew I wanted to end up on the writer's side. And some people were like, oh, I won't take that job. But taking that job led me to like working in Shondaland for two years on two Shonda shows. And then that got me to be a writer's uh, PA. And then that led me to Ginny and Georgia. So like, I just kept saying yes to opportunities and figured that like, experience with experience. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, that helped me and all of that production stuff helped me when I became a writer, because, um, especially for 4,400, where I got to produce my episode, go to set in Chicago. And I got to go to all these production meetings. I knew what all they were because I had been a set PA and I had been a line producer's assistant. So I understood all of these, like, different meetings that we had for like, you know, the production meeting, we had tone meeting, we had like, you know, talking about picture cars for the, this episode, things like that. I already, I understood what all these meetings were because I had been an assistant on the production side first. So, yeah. That is is so great. I feel like we all have the same attitude. David and I are the same. We're like, no job is too small. Keep saying yes to Mm -hmm. opportunities because you just never know where it will lead. So that's so fantastic Mm -hmm. to hear. And also shout out to Portland. That's where my partner's from. And Grimm is a great show. I'm sure you had a great time. It's a very lovely place. It's where 20 year olds go to retire. That's what they say, right? (laughs) Yes. Portland is a a great, uh, a great place. And, uh, since it's like the film and TV community is like smaller and everyone knows everyone. Um, So yeah, I had a really great experience on the show. And so incredible that you got to produce your own episode for the 4,400. So tell us what that experience was like. I mean, seeing your brain juice come to life must just be the weirdest experience ever. It is. And you know, I like, unfortunately didn't get to do that with Turner and Hooch because it was like, right at the beginning of the pandemic Mm. and um they weren't allowing we were shooting in uh vancouver so in the beginning it was really hard for people to like get into canada they were like only letting certain people go um but for 4400 i got to sit on all these like pre-production meetings um from you know the comfort of my home in la and then actually got to go to set and it was it was really nice to be on the other side of it and not be like the set PA and kind of be like, Oh, wait, this is my episode. And they would come and ask me questions. And, you know, um, people were bringing you coffees. (laughs) I know. I was like, wait, this is so weird. Um, Mm -hmm. but my boss, both my bosses actually were there. Um, so one was like prepping the next episode. So I was episode 11, they were doing 12 and then, the other one was there for episode 13, the, the finale. So, um, they were there, but they kind of were like very empowering. Like they wanted to be to feel empowered. So, you know, unless it was something big, they're like, what do you think? You know? And I got to do like some fun stuff of like, you know, when you're like writing something, you know, in final draft and then day of you're shooting it, you're like, oh, wait, 
they might need to say it an extra line or two, you know, as we're filming it, the director's like, I think we need to like come up with some wild lines for them to say. And I'm like, oh, okay. So like I had to do that on the spot, give them extra dialogue to say, and um, just really fun stuff like that, that you wouldn't think about until you're like on set. Um, You know, sometimes actors would be like, can we like change this line a little bit? Like as long as it doesn't change the meaning, like, so just all that kind of fun stuff. Um, And you get, I mean, there's meetings about everything, like props that are used, you know, costumes, all that. And having people like actually ask you for your input. I mean, at the end of the day, the showrunner's vision, mm-hmm. things like that. But to have input and um, in my particular episode, there was a wedding and um, two of the main characters were, um, I don't know if you know the premise of the show, but basically these people disappear from their different time periods and they all show up at the same time Mm. um and present day um so it's you know very weird so one of the characters she left in the past and she was married and had a baby and now she comes back her daughter is like 16 and her then husband has now remarried because they thought she's like she's never coming back Mm. and they have this really like um reminisce like they were reminiscing about uh their own wedding and I got to like pick the song that was their song Mm. so so, like things like that um very cool what song was it it was um a Mariah Carey song oh um all I want for Christmas yeah (laughs) no oh I can hear the song in my head does she Um, have other songs I think it's just the one that she has right (laughs) no always be my always be my baby was the first one I ever heard we belong together was the song okay great song holy shit great song and I believe the song was quite expensive uh but they let you have it which is great they let us have it and we hadn't been using like uh, a lot of money for like music and we had money in the budget. So that was like, that was great. You know, That's I got to mention so... Drew Barrymore in my episode. and Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a great segue, but I do have one final oh, yeah. question. We'll come back to Drew. Um, just for the writers and stuff listening, I think a lot of times we talk to people and they're like, oh, this was the sample that really broke me out or whatever. Do you have a story about like the piece that really put you over the edge? Was it a culmination of things that you've been working on? It sounds like you were kind of putting yourself in the right place at the right time constantly. But is there one script that you wrote obviously for free because everyone that's trying to be a writer is writing for free that you can point at and say like, this was the, this was the one that kind of like got me over the line. Well, it was definitely my, the sample that I wrote that got me staffed on Turner and Hooch that got me over the line. I had done some specs. Um, I, I did a spec of like um, blackish back when I thought I wanted to do comedy, but I was like, I'm not that funny all the time. So (laughs) dramedy is more like I like drama, but I also like those moments of levity. Mm. Um, and I'm like situationally funny, but like not joke, joke funny. Um, and I had done a spec of like atypical. And then I finally wrote this uh, uh, pilot, original uh, spec of um, called The Incredible Penny Smith. And um, it was my version of um, Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I used to watch reruns with my mom as a great kid. show, by the way, great, great show. And very like stiff up a lip lady. If you don't yes, know the show, lo- just like was in love with the show. 
and I wanted to do my version and updated it one and the the lead was a, a black woman who mm. you know felt it kind of like a little bit of Veronica Marzi a little bit mm. too and that was the um, sample that um, I put on this website for uh, um, support staff a showrunner's assistant read it and he was a showrunner's assistant for the showrunner for Turner and Hooch oh my god met me for coffee and like like was like I'm gonna tell my boss to read your sample and I was like okay sure he read the sample and I had a meeting with him and like that is the the thing that got me we love people that say Mm -hmm. other names in rooms that don't apply to them we love that I hope yeah you bought that guy a nice bottle of wine or something. We're, we're still friends. To Good. Help me get my manager. He His name is Justice Hardy. I always say his name all the time. Yes. Um, he actually just got staffed himself Oh my God, recently. Justice. So yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Oh my God. We'll have to have him on the pod and be like, we hear you broke Jackie Penn's <laughs> career. Um, question, did this script include a reference to Drew Barrymore? This one did not surprisingly. Damn. Okay. I know. That would have been um, such a good segue. No. Listen, I'm gonna find other ways to put her in that. Oh, for sure. But you've always been you've always been a fan. So you know, we yes. don't do the or we don't do the visuals on this because we haven't quite cracked like how to look hot on Zoom yet. But we will. But behind Jackie is a poster for Ever After, and then beside it is Never Been Kissed, which we love to see. Um, so what was the inspiration for choosing this film, Jackie? Um, I, I love Drew Barrymore. Like, like, I think I said, when you asked me to come on. I was like, oh my goodness, can we do a Drew Barrymore film? And, um, you know, Never Been Kissed was kind of like a comfort watch for me when I was, because this movie came out when I was like in high school, mm-hmm. dating myself a little bit, but, um, it's okay. David is also old. Don't worry. Okay. Whoa. Throw me under the fired. bus. Yeah. Continue, Look, Jackie. I'm sorry. We're all young compared to like a 70 year old, but I'm just saying we're, very you know, true. we're all in our thirties here. Come on. I mean, very, very true. are we, we're timeless. I don't know. We're David's, t- always, we're timeless. David's like, I play 18 to 35. <laughs> <laughs> That's a range. It's a nice range. Um, yeah. so I just remember watching this in high school and, um, I like got the DVD and would like watch it over and over and over again to the point where it was like, you know, like back when people got bought DVDs, Hell yeah. it was like scratched. Um, so it just, I think made me, um, I don't know, just like that nostalgia from like uh, high school. And when I was rewatching it again for this, cause I hadn't watched it in a little bit, I was like seeing some things that I was like, huh. Mm-hmm. I definitely this imprinted on my on me really uh it really impacted me and I can see how <laughs> watching it now I'm like oh I did x y and z because of this movie so yeah you fell in love and married your teacher <laughs> who thought you were a 17 year old let's jump into it let's jump into it David had you seen this movie before um parts of it and okay. then I really was geeking out when I saw we were going to do this because I always think of all these movies because of um the parody that we did on this right with um what is that not, not another team movie. movie yeah and i just always think about that really older lady with uh drew barrymore like the fluff and she's like hey dude <laughs> <laughs> so like that for me like i have that movie first and then i see these other movies so it kind of like ruins it for me it's like me right? with how i saw scream like recently and i had seen like scary movie, scary all the scary movie. before i was like oh exactly. yeah yeah but i mean 
Drew Barrymore, in my eyes, really can do no wrong. And I'm just, I smile every time I see her on screen. So. There's an innocence to her that is so endearing. It's yeah. so, um, it's funny, Jackie, Ever After is the poster right behind you. That was my favorite movie all through high school. Uh -huh. I feel like we all have like our Drew moment. If you're of a certain age, she was just yeah. like, she was the approachable like leading lady who was also kind of clumsy and also kind of like dorky mm -hmm. and she talked out of the corner of her mouth which now is a thing but at the time you're just like oh that's how people talk in the movies um no i'm kidding but yeah it was a fun rewatch. i had not seen this movie in probably 10 15 years so i don't know when the last time you watched it was but these 90s movies you you watch them probably a hundred times when you're a kid and then yes. you like forget about them kind of i was just because my husband <laughs> was home today and I was like like finishing up watching and he I'm like did I make you watch this movie because we've been together for a very long time and he was like yes because I was like saying the parts that I like I'm like oh my god this is like my favorite part of the movie yeah <laughs> and I was like saying it and I was like wait we've watched this together because I remember saying this exact same thing uh, yes so this is the last time I watched it was like making him watch it and it's been it's been a little bit yeah it's been at least like maybe close to maybe close to a decade maybe yeah yeah okay. it's not it's on disney plus in america i will say yes. which is great which kind of also gives you a tone of like where it lands it's a very sweet movie but this wouldn't be the age like milk podcast without calling out some things that have aged like milk david <laughs> since you are the person that had not seen yeah. this movie before what is the top thing that okay. stuck out to you about this movie there's some legal trouble <laughs> that this school is going to be responsible for. Okay? okay. First of all, privacy. You can't just have people recording high school teenagers constantly. Right. Um, so that's a big one. Walking through locker rooms, all that stuff. Um, so that, that stuck out to me. And then obviously the teacher was crossing lines with the 17 year old. You could tell he was developing feelings for her. These stories are national news now. So you can't, you, can't, you just can't do that. And then David Arquette, that team is not going to be in the championship game. He got found out that he's a 25 year old and he helped him get there. They're not, they're, they're canceled for the rest of the season. You know what I mean? So, like, there's a lot of those things that were popping red flags to me that just in the real world would not happen. But also, I was laughing a lot because yes. they're in this movie. It's funny because we as teenagers watched it and we were like, he's 23 and she's 16. That's completely fine, which is Dave Duckett, <laughs> no, the gymnast. No. And she's like, I want to have sex. And he's kind of brushing her off, but he's not saying no. He's not, yeah. he's not like, party. yeah, he's not like, no. Also the confidence to wear a pair of tidy whiteies and a shirt to the prom. I was yeah. like, David, that's some game. Yeah. It's yeah. I would, I would do that. That's a great costume, but to today's your prom high, today's high schools i mean if i was in high school and that was a theme dude you gambled right? a fought it is game over i'm so sorry <laughs> yeah is... i feel like you could wear just a longer shirt with you like, can wear some like shorts short like, come on. gym yeah. shorts right or, yeah, shorts or, or some, something yeah some yoga shorts but i mean there's a lot of predatory behavior from from the fact that drew barrymore's character is 25 and she's like oh my god the hot 17 year old listen yeah Billy? i have friends that run the gamut of ages. I am not hanging out with a 23 year old, like whatever the, you know, age difference is like, no, no. Yeah. There, I mean, yeah, there was a moment when I was watching it where, um, cause I was like, okay, she keeps it. Her characters for the most part, keeps her toes 
very clean. Rob, the you know David's character, there is a, a lot of gray because you're like the girl's like we we should have sex, and it's like wait, have you been making out with this girl? We don't see it, but then mm-hmm. you you just start to question like they're obviously what, spending alone time together. What or have you been doing with this girl? <laughs> but for Drew Josie, the the character, you don't really see anything. There's a moment where Guy is asking her to prom. And you like they're upstairs in her bedroom, her child, her, you know, and for a second, it looks like she wants to kiss him. And I'm like, no, don't mm-hmm. do it. Cause so far you're like not doing anything too, too bad. And then they, of course they don't let her kiss him. So they definitely, yeah. definitely towed the line <laughs> with all of these characters. But yes, the biggest one for me, they're all bad. The teacher, like, oh my God. I just kept being like, if I was like, more aggressive about this film i'd be like ah, oh, the drew barrymore pedophile film you know what i mean like <laughs> he's literally and then at the end he is even like oh so it's okay that i find you attractive and it's like so you admit it like you mm. and okay sorry this is a total spoiler but this movie has been out since 1999 so like either fast forward this part or just like go watch it because it's been out forever he showed so the ending of this film is like she writes this okay first of all they're gonna do a sting on him she is a honey pot they are like gonna ruin this teacher's life because she's flirting with him too not to be like victim blamey like yeah he should be more professional but they're literally the entire story that they come up with is like i'm gonna expose this guy for being in love with a student entrapment though it's like that would never right yeah, like, yeah. he would he would put that paper out of business what's that show if they, if they went forward with it, was you know it what da- I mean? what was the one where it was like those they would how like, to catch a predator how to catch yeah predator. Oh, this is like the disney plus how to catch a predator with drew barrymore <laughs> but then okay so then she's like fuck that i'm gonna write this article about how i went back in time and faced my demons which first of all all of the students are clapping they would be and they're all so supportive i'd be like you fucking lied to us you creep you're a full-grown adult in my bedroom on a friday night going to get ice cream with me and my kid sister you psychopath no everyone's super happy about it and then second she's like if you want to be with me you will first of all this man has a long-term girlfriend whatever we'll come back to that who he broke up with though we broke up with fair but she's like not that mean I'll get into that. I hate these like side characters where they're like, oh, she's so uptight because she's not having fun at this stupid bar. She has all his students to the are. Mat. She has tickets in the mat. <laughs> Sorry. She goes to the ba- the baseball mound and she's like, meet me there for the kiss. And everyone's like, there. I was like, this guy, they just fully admitted that he was like low-key crushing on this student and he's gonna come. I would be like, <laughs> in the Bahamas. I'd be like the opposite of where she is because she just admitted she was almost like went sideways and he's like kind of a pedophile, but it's not. Can I, can I take it a step further for you? Yes. Okay. Uh, the first time they kissed, she really like went for it. Drew Barrymore did. He got an erection and he had to like, say like, Oh, cut. Um, what do you say? Like, something with his gut or something like that. And he went into the dugout and hung out for a while while he Wait, this is the real okay. guy? This is a real guy at the, while they're shooting this. I'm telling Wait, you, where did you. Where did you find this? This is this is on Mama Mia, this Mama Mia website, which is very reputable. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this lady did this article on it. Fact and this was extensively. This is, well, hold on. It, we can fact check if we want to, but this was, he admitted this on Drew Barrymore's show. Oh shit. And then she oh, okay. was and she was just saying like I went for it because you didn't have you didn't have a relationship and I just went for it and like he was like yeah I really had like feelings for it 
it happened. I didn't think she was going to kiss me like that. So I had to act like something was wrong with me, go to the dugout and then come back. And they had to do it again. Wait, okay. I love the Drew Barrymore show. Number one. Um, I actually went last year for my birthday. Ooh, was oh, it cute? So, it was very cute. And I like where the, I had, a, I wear flowers. It's kind of my thing in my hair. And she saw me in the audience. And at first I didn't know she saw me. And my husband's like, she's pointing to you. I'm like, no, she's not. And so then I caught it and she was like, oh my, I like, I love your flower. And she did it like more than once. And I was like, Aww. we're basically best friends. You guys are best friends. We, we are. She just doesn't. <laughs> I had a, I had a general with someone who works on her show and she was like, she's so nice in real life. And I was like, that makes me so happy. I would be crushed if she was not. I know. I love her. But this makes me want to find the episode because I clearly have missed it. Yeah, Michael Varden found him found himself in a predicament after the first take. And I could send you guys this article. It's Please. like the story about the famous scene. He's like, so we embrace, we start kissing, and you really kiss me. I mean, you really kiss me. I was not ready for it Cringe. in the least. And I'm a man. I'm a very young man back then, and I had uh, feelings. <laughs> And then he said the feelings, they just happened. And I very quickly realized I was in a very bad spot because I was wearing very loose slacks. And I thought this is going to be a disaster when they cut. I must preemptively end this. So he panicked and he yelled cut, bent over, said he, he pulled his back out while playing ball. And he went off into the corner thinking horrible thoughts. And finally, he was able to compose himself and then do the scene again. And then Drew Barrymore like, was like, OK, well, you weren't married at the time. So, yeah, I went for it because you were single. I felt I wasn't going to offend anybody. So they talked about this on the oh my show. God. Yeah. I mean, but honestly, I can't like. No, it's. Like, no. Or knocked by him. He was caught off guard and he was like a really attractive Drew Barrymore. They're both adults. And I'm not an actor, but like, I don't know. Oh yeah. Like when I hear about these relationships that happen on movies and stuff where you've been playing a couple for weeks at a time, mm-hmm. am I shocked that people have affairs or like fall in love with each other or whatever? Yeah. Literally kissing is like so you know, you're, you're intimate, you're mm-hmm. pretending to have sex. Like I know sex scenes are actually not sexy. This is like known in the business, but like even just like relationshipy and flirty. And like, even if it's in the script, I, you know, I did a lot of plays and it was like, you got crushes and shit. Like, no wonder this yeah. guy got a stiffy on the mound. Be hard to control. The 17 year old slash 25 year old Drew Barrymore. I don't think they tell us how old she is until the end. Cause I was like, did they yeah. say? She, because she she says it in the scene where she in the prom when she throws the crown like I'm 25, 25. Years old. yeah, I'm a journalist. Because yeah. I couldn't figure out in the beginning. I, it's been so long since I watched this. I was like, is she younger than Rob? Because remember when the original prom, he's just like hanging out, but obviously like he's two years younger. So yeah, yeah. Um, even though he still looks a million years old <laughs> for me. Okay, yes, Sam, the teacher. Uh, yes, there he says some stuff where you're like. You're really telling the line here. <laughs> the most offensive person to me is Rob. Yeah. For the whole movie. I just yeah. going back, I'm like, oh man, Rob. Like it's it's not great. He's like checking out the girls, like, oh, saying stuff about how they're hot. They all do though, with the secret they camera. All do. They're yes, all staring they at their asses, being like, mm, barely I'm legal. Like, this is not great. Mm-hmm. No. So I'm saying lawsuit, hundred percent. That paper's going out of business because yeah. you're filming teenagers in the locker room <laughs> without their, oh, you yeah. know, parents <sighs> saying yes to it. They'll never fly. Um, the other thing that was kind of crazy that Rob and um, Josie got 
into the school with fake mm, papers. I, I wrote like, that yeah. down. That would never happen today. Like no. you, some high schools where I grew up, you can't even, you have to get buzzed in and a security guard like has to walk you around yes. if you're new to that, that school. Like there is no way today that would happen. I know there right? was like zero discussion about like identity fraud or like, you know, <laughs> just so I'm like, how many, like, I forget what, what is it where the actor, is, oh, it's, it's the other two, which is a great show on HBO, mm -hmm. by the way. And there's a, an episode where he's like playing the role of a nurse and he goes to the hospital and he's like, oh no, I'm just an actor. And then someone else is like, oh my God, I'm an actor. I'm like, how many adults are in this school? Like how many people are doing this thing? It's just like, turns out everyone's like 25. <laughs> that would be funny. It's like, totally oh, I'm funny. also doing a, an undercover uh, piece. Report. Yeah, yeah. And then there's just some like pedo that's like, I'm actually just here for the kids. <laughs> like, oh God. Also, the other thing that like kind of stood out to me too was like, and again, I love this movie, but when they're at the, I guess, carnival or whatever they're doing, like even Sam like hanging out with Josie too, like getting on the ride with her, I was like, even that is that would like, never happen now. I feel like male now. teachers are just like. I'm not touching. Like they're squished yeah. in together. Yes. And then he's and like, like he's, he's getting upset about things in her life. Yeah. Like it's just he was See, and that's the thing. Like, I was like, this movie could have gone such a different way at the end where he finds out she's 25 and he's like, no longer interested, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. He goes after Jessica Alba next. Yeah. He's just <laughs> one after the other. No, seriously. And then that he's at the bar. Okay, if I'm a teacher, Jackie, you tell me, you were a teacher. You're a teacher, you're at the bar, like 80% of your students are at this bar. You're going to a different bar. Even if you love the yeah. band, I'd be like, see ya. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Especially when that. he sees her like dancing. I'm sure he's like, something is going on with her because she doesn't act like this normally. Um, I wouldn't want to be, a, because then, it, Again, legally, things get murky. If you see them doing stuff Drinking. and you know how old they mm -hmm. are, then you are kind of like, can be yeah, held so legally start, responsible yeah. for stuff. So you start crossing um, that line when you become buddy, buddy. Yeah. There should be a clear, established teacher, adult, child, student relationship. It's hard, though, I think. It's drinks at a bar where your no. students are hanging out. But I mean, no. I mean, Jackie, when did you stop being a teacher? Like, how many years ago? Uh, I. 2013 okay so it's been, so it's a, been a minute it's been a minute, minute. but mm -hmm. even then like 2013 okay so when i left high school so i'm i was of that generation where like we got facebook in like grade 11 or grade 12 and when i left and like i went off in the university and blah 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 you know a couple of years later like my teach i'm friends on facebook with my old biology teacher mrs slowman right yes. and so now and even in this movie in 1999, like there are these like weird blurs, right? Like, do you add your teacher? You can find their Instagram. Like, mm -hmm. like me and David have a friend named Gil, who's a teacher and he like has to be private everything because like these students are, so, you know, they're savvy, they could go. So I think the lines are even blurrier now. And yeah, I, I taught um, high school briefly. It was too nice for high school. The last grade I taught was seventh grade. <laughs> And I taught in an all boys Jesuit high school Jeez. in um yeah, in Cincinnati. It it was a <laughs> oof. And she's I, like, I got a lot of great material for my uh, pilots if anybody wants me to write a I school mean, movie. Really. Show. Uh and there weren't there were especially in our department, there weren't a lot of female like foreign language teachers. 
And um, I've always looked young, even at the at that time. Um, and I, there wasn't that big of a age gap between. I mean, mm-hmm. but there, it was enough. But they would be like trying to figure out how old I was and like just saying things to me. And I'd be like, you cannot say that to me. I am your teacher. Like, no. Try to like I had students try to compliment me on like, oh, you look nice today. I like that. No, you cannot say these things to me. I am your teacher. Mm-hmm. We are not. But like even then, and then when I left, uh, I had students, they would, they found me on Facebook at that time and they, I would not add them. Like I waited for a period of years before I would add people because I was like, no, why are you trying to follow me on Facebook? You are, you were a good teacher and you were smart and you had integrity and that is what counts because that's why we didn't see you on a national news. Yes, exactly. Or, I was like, no. or in a baseball diamond kissing one of her former students. <laughs> also, she's been with her husband for many years, but also that. Yeah. She got but, she got saying, Josie Grossy. She did not. She no. avoided. But, but Jackie, to your point, yeah, you start blurring those lines and it gets murky. And then, oh, what, like this feeling I have now for the 17-year-olds, because you let it, you open the door for it. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. were a lot of instances where they were, you know, it started off with him like kind of smiling at her when she's like mm-hmm. knowing the stuff in the classroom about mm-hmm. the play that they're talking about. And then, I mean, the whole carnival thing, we talked about that. And then, when which by like, the way, what kind of school has a fucking carnival like that? Are these millionaire children? Like, what's I don't know. I, I never experienced oh. it. I was like, is this an American thing? What the fuck? Yeah, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like uh, painting stuff for the prom. Oh, and they're that like, was too much. When he was like painting flirting. each other's noses. And I was like, oh, this is way too much. Yeah. <laughs> the other students are like, what the fuck? And that's the administration too. Like other teachers had to see that. And none of them were like, hey man, let me talk to you. No one should not be (laughs) not be doing that with the students. Yeah. And let's talk about his girlfriend. Um, I resent in the 90s. There's always, it's funny, like David and I always talk about 90s dads and how they're always like too busy and on the phones. I feel like 90s boyfriends and girlfriends of the main characters were just such plot devices. You know, she's she's just a bitch and she doesn't get him and she's not cool and she's trying to get him to move to new york which excuse fucking me for trying to get my partner to like level up in life you know okay yeah the met comment was super random but yes like i just it's just so funny she has this one scene and it's like oh no it's fine that she likes him because the wife at home is a cunt you know like it's just this trope that we well, see what's wrong what's wrong with having a season pass for her company to have season passes to the mat she likes different things you know what i mean and then it was a funny joke for drew to say oh i like baseball i know <laughs> see the only reason why i got mad at the girlfriend and continued to get mad at her is because she was mean to drew in that moment when she yeah. was kind of like uh and i was like was wait a second but hold on a second <laughs> Maybe she knows something that we didn't, which is maybe he's had trysts with the students before. I don't know. She seemed pretty Ooh. defensive right off the bat. Yeah. How long has he been at that school? Maybe, maybe that's this all. Is, that's a good question. He's, been, he's worked he's, in different towns under different names. He's like, thank God this one was a reporter. Ooh, not a different one. That was actually 17. We need an updated uh, sequel to this and we get yeah. a little bit of backstory. Oh, I have a pitch him. for the updated sequel, which has never been fucked. And it just goes like off the rails. And it's just so bad. And oh, it actually God. turns into like a dateline type you know do they meet 
in public in front of a bunch of people and have sex just with first go time. down on, i don't know i was just thinking like <laughs> if there was a funny like you know never been kissed like rip off or maybe it's a yeah. maybe it's an snl oh. um sketch but it's too you know it's too not in the current mind although I was going to say, David and I always like do these movies and then lo and behold, within the next 12 months, there's always a deadline article like, oh, by the way, like they're doing a reboot. So listen, I, I was just thinking, I'm like, how could you do? I think university. It it would have to be. That's the only way you could do it. It'd be like sex lives of college girls meets this movie. Doesn't that take away for you two as writers? Like, isn't that harder to have that tension? Because it's college, so it's fair game. No, because I think you would make it like... If it's a love story, it's like, whatever. It doesn't matter. This happens all the it's time. Still it's, bad. it's still bad. It's still bad, but a 18-year-old professor or a professor and an 18-year-old or a t- whoever, that's It'd not going be, anywhere. You're not getting in trouble for that. It'd probably be like a TA, maybe. I was going to say. I, if, if I was pitching this updated version, it would be... Mm-hmm. She would either be, uh, be TA, someone who's like not 18. I'd make them a little bit older than that. 20. Just, yeah. Just, just so it's a little bit closer age. Uh, you know, the age gap is not big. And uh, I think there's still a level of like. I'm telling you, it's called yeah. never been fucked. And she's trying to lose her virginity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's a way I think he could do it. I mean, look at 21 Jump Street. Okay. So I was thinking about that, that series compared to this, because again, like also adults, but they definitely are like, oh, we have to figure out what this drug is. And they're like police officers and stuff. So I think there is a way. I don't Mm -hmm. know if this movie would be allowed to be made in 2023. Not, not in the way that it was made. (laughs) No, no. I don't. A hundred percent. No. Um, I, I listen, the nineties are wild. Uh, best <laughs> the best movies that we talk about come from Listen, the 90s and the early the best 2000s as a kid who's an, a 90s kid like you go mm. back and you watch them and you're like whoa what were we thinking like <laughs> <laughs> but then jackie oh. doesn't it still feel like don't you still stick up for these though like if you're talking to somebody younger and they're like oh this is there's so much wrong with this you're probably like Shut the fuck up. Like, no, <laughs> this, is, listen, this is you're saying this to the person who has never yeah. been kissed in the bar, <laughs> on the wall. I would 100% be like, listen, yes, there's problematic things going on, and I'm not going to debate that. But at its core, I think it's <laughs> so. Yes, I would probably would still be defending because, it and I'm glad you said that. The, the core of this is her dealing with, and we've talked about this on podcast before, bullying. dealing with that high school bullying mm-hmm. and how like, and it should be about acceptance mm-hmm, and yes. letting people be themselves. High school is fucking brutal. Like so I, let's I was talk, well, let's popular. Talk, I was going to say, let's talk about the bullying then, because I think, yeah, but sorry, saying, finish your thought. The, you, you were yeah, popular, so, David. Oh, well. Popular ish. Right. I played sports. I was funny. Nice. I was, I was the, one of the only kids with melanin, you know what I mean? Biracial, uh, predominantly white high school so I was different you know but I still you were the Jessica like, Alba of the group we yeah, exactly I was kind of like mm. outcast though also like but still but I, never, I never I never gave a shit like I didn't bully people when I saw people bully I would like stick up for that person you know what I mean but like to Drew and to the core of this movie it's like be accepting of everybody and be a good person and then nobody else can do that better than Drew right coming through this well screen. it's interesting yeah like, 
you know, she just basically was the adult version of her. She joins the mathletes, mm -hmm. um, which also that team would have been disqualified. I think she helps them win things. I would be so pissed. <laughs> Works so hard on this. Um, and then she like only becomes cool because Rob goes around, which by the way, he just inserts this information about her in the most random way. He's like, did you know, <laughs> like they're talking her. about her Nothing. family is like owns a X lax X lax. Just, then he look, also said that he used to date her, which I was like, Rob. Yeah. And he hints that she's really good in bed. Yes, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. again, he is the most problematic character, <laughs> right? <laughs> so misogynistic, but also the fact that like the, these poor girls are like having body issues. They're staring at a skeleton. And they're like, I won't eat till prom. And he's like, speaking of you guys being really fat, Drew's um, <laughs> kind of. I kind of want to do this for like a week, just like David Arquette, like any yeah. conversation. Oh, that's interesting. You know, and then just make up like a random. Yeah. Did you know David Arquette has <laughs> actually invented birds? It's true. His family invented birds. Um, and no one, no one is like, everyone's like, okay, David. Uh, uh, yeah. That's fucked up. Um, the bullying's fucked up. Let's talk about the bullying. So you were, okay. We've established that David was basically Jessica Alba in high school. Jackie, were you cool in high school? I, okay, because I was thinking about this again as I was watching it and I haven't seen it in such a long time. And I think probably one of the reasons why I love this movie so much, I wasn't Josie Grossy, but I was kind of like, I was popular, but like smart popular, like, uh, let's just say it, I was a nerd, right? But mm -hmm. I was friends with a lot of different people. So mm -hmm. I really felt, I think I felt a connection to her being like, you know, she was a nerd. She loved I didn't love math. I love English and like, you know, languages and stuff like that. So I, uh, I didn't get bullied in high school, not necessarily. I went to two different high schools. So that was tough. Went to, um, a Catholic school for freshman and sophomore year, and then moved my junior year to go to a different school. Um, but I did get bullied a little bit when I was in like uh, grade school. Um, so I did understand that part too. Um, but yeah, bullying is, you know, high school is brutal, is brutal. And I remember like, just looking at like her, her in gym class, for example, like her running around, I actually never took gym in high school. I think just from movies, watching like these movies in the nineties, being scared of taking a gym class in high school. <laughs> so the high school that I went to originally, um, you could take gym in the summer. So I took gym the summer before my freshman um, year of high school. So when I got to high school, I could take another, uh, also, because I was a nerd, I could take another class mm. instead of that. So I never actually took gym, like in high school, like a traditionally says, like, and the summer went like golfing and like bowling and stuff like that. So, that's yeah, you didn't fun. get all sweaty and then I didn't get all sweaty. Class. Exactly. And yeah. get like all of that kind of like pressure of being in, in gym class, but um, yeah, the bullying is, is it's bad. It's bad. And I, I think the nineties movies too, maybe like, maybe even more like, a, like, Oh my God, are they going to do that to me? In high yeah. School too? Like, yeah. So all the mean girls, it's like, so I was bullied in high school. I was bullied all through school, which is like, whatever, I'll write a fellowship essay about my trauma about it. You know, it's fine. I've, I've worked through it, but, um, I was in a unique situation where 
you know, the last school I attended when I graduated was a very small international school. So there weren't a lot of people. So I was like the big theater dork, but I was also captain of the basketball team. And I was also captain of the soccer team. And then I also like loved like ancient history and, you know, writing. So I really like rode this line, but also there like weren't a lot of people. But I remember the very first day of my new school, because we moved back to Hong Kong when I was in grade nine. So the first day of grade nine, I brought a soccer ball to school and I used to have a really short blonde bob and you know the school I had attended in Sydney the year previous like being sporty like you know we're Australians that's what we did and I remember these girls were like what are you a lesbian because I had brought a soccer ball to like make a friend and so I really feel like Josie I obviously wasn't you know nobody like threw an egg at me um Which is but horrible by the so way horrible yeah i heartbroke <laughs> so at that scene it was so sad i also like had a very big chest which if you have a big chest in high school like people are like oh what's it up can be, yeah no it can be yeah it's usually it, good to that end yeah i wasn't what's like up? let's go play soccer yeah <laughs> you wearing a bra like yeah <laughs> i am uh now you don't think i'm a lesbian right um but yes <laughs> but i did i felt that like because I was never, I, I felt like I was never truly accepted. And so like it, my heart broke for her because there's there's being just like not in with the cool kids. And then there's like outright cruelty. So yes. we see the mirror. So she gets like this egg thrown at her. First of all, great dress. I love that. I was like, what's wrong with the dress? Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's because eighties and nineties fashion has come back around. Uh, that's why. Right, right, right. But he's so mean to her and then in this in the when she goes back like they're gonna dump cat food or dog food on this really smart girl that she's friends with and she stops them and then they don't get any they don't get in any trouble that's my okay listen i love this movie i said it a million times already i really wanted more from that i'm glad she stuck up for her and mm -hmm. that she wasn't gonna have this like traumatic experience that drew's character did that she was going to have to work through. She broke know. the cycle. She broke, Yes, she broke the cycle. But I wanted a more of like a something from those girls. Yeah, they should have the got Because all Drew said was like, and you girls are good looking. Next. Yeah. <laughs> basically, that's, basically, that's what I got from her speech. Like she didn't shit on him, which probably wouldn't have fit for this movie because she wanted everybody to like feel accepting. But she could have put the mirror to him a little bit more yeah to your point jackie and be like hey this is how you guys make people feel like you know you should really look inward and blah blah blah, blah. you know what i mean we should be building each other up say something about that but she's saying like what did you say there's always uh good looking girls like you in high school and you look great <laughs> see <laughs> like that was it so that, it's yeah, just so I, these kinds of movies okay i didn't grow up in america so also like this is me like consuming american content being like oh this is what it's like in you know a different part of the world these popular kids are treated like royalty where the fuck are the teachers i guess they're i fucking the 25 year old slash 17 year olds but like where is the authority and also uh why is that one guy like i just wrote this down so the prom theme falls apart because it's millennium and guess what somebody else had an idea and they're like we have to be unique and this guy stands up in one classroom i imagine there's many classrooms and he's like josie will know and everybody turns to oh, her guy yeah guy and then <laughs> yeah. she's like she what was if cool then yeah but yeah. are they gonna tell anyone else in the school like and this one guy just decided <laughs> and the administration's like uh no we're still going with millennium because we bought the decorations so how about you go fuck yourself guy no yeah 
Oh, good. Yeah, um, movie magic. They're like, oh, believe, believe that this is, they have this the kind kids, of power. Movie kids magic. Run the school. Like, there you know, was, what's that? I was just going to say, movie magic. Like, I love how every 90s movie has one pot where they all have a choreographed dance and they all know the dance. Like, my favorite part. This one was terrible, though. When they're at that bar. And no, that one was. But then there was one at the prom. I think great. you're missing the prom one, yeah, right? I, I'm talking about the one in the bar. That the one at the bar. Awful. Even my husband was yeah. like, what are they doing? And I was like, okay? It's what sexy girls do. Don't you guys do that at the bar? Me and my friends do it all the time. <laughs> we just dance like Wednesday yeah. Adams, just like down here. I mean, that was pre-Wednesday Adams kind of choreography for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> do you think she was just like watching this and like, oh, yeah. Maybe. There, there was one scene with John C. Riley that stuck out to me. So Drew, Josie, she writes the story everybody's like it's a huge buzz right people are reading it people are going to the corner to buy the paper and then there's a scene of john c Riley at his desk he has one paper in his hand he puts it down and then he picks it up and it's drew's story and he goes like oh she like wrote he didn't a story. he didn't approve you are it her, you are her boss you he she has to run everything by you yeah, yeah you would have exactly. read it you would have read yeah. it <laughs> and like the, the, on his face is like oh what's this i was like you know what it is Movie magic. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Speaking of John C. Riley, who we saw him maybe a couple, maybe a month or two ago at some like art thing. And he was out in the wild while we didn't say hi to him, but I was like, there's John C. Riley. And he's very tall. Anyway, that's the point where he brought him up and I was like, I've I've seen him in person. I feel like I would say something because I love him so much and I would not I be cool. To, he kept talking to a bunch of people and I felt bad. I was like, maybe if he like other just let him live to, yeah, yeah i was like oh i'll leave him alone but like um i love molly shannon in this movie <gasps> as i was gonna Eva. say she is she's hilarious queen. like just um, put her in every single movie please i know where she needs to be back in bunches of movies but the scene where she gives the sex talk the sex talk is by far one of my favorites but also this storyline with her and gus uh josie's boss is cute even though there's yeah. like some stuff in there but like it's a little slut hard dynamic, little, little slut shamey too it's sometimes. a little yeah it's a little slut shamey she does kind of own herself of like i do whatever i want so i i applaud her for that um but they kind of get there in the end you know anita and gus and i was like oh that's cute yeah. um but she's great in this movie she is. Can we talk about there's one scene where uh, Octavia Spencer is like at the table eating lunch and Scott's like, are they having her eat three microwave meals? Yeah. Like it was a very yeah, subtle three. fat joke. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, she's she like puts three... on three microwavable like trays. And okay, I was like, I, I was like, are they about to do some like fat shaming stuff? They don't mention it. Not out now, right. out now. And then I also was thinking, how dare they? <laughs> a couple of her lines, she was like, damn, or huh. And it made me think again about mm -hmm. not another team movie and the black characters always saying, like, man, that's just whack. And they right. didn't they didn't continue to do that, but I thought it was where it was going. But I'm glad it was a little bit, yeah. It was yeah. a little bit to start with. And also I'm Chris Williams, who plays George, the guy in the van being a creep and bringing his girlfriend back to watch a live feed of teenagers doing random shit um they also made him a little bit like i just didn't like you know 90s movies it's a bit caricature-y yes. which we have to call out because they knew, they knew better they knew better they could have done better that was did the they one know thing. better 
Did Ugh. they have black friends? I, or I did they know. see black people on TV growing up and say, this is what black I feel like are. 2000s movies are worse than 90s movies. So I don't know what happened, but maybe they didn't know better. But uh, I, I, yeah, that's the one thing watching it now. Again, still love the movie, but I, but you can see like coming with what we know now and mm. much older, you're like, it's not very diverse. And then the people mm. that are in the movie, you're like, they're mm. clearly like not fleshed out their characters. We talk um, about this all the time, like with Gab Union yeah. and she's all that, like there's all these like kind of proppy and Jessica mm -hmm. Alba, like she's definitely, you know, I don't want to take away from the fact that she is a woman of color, but like, she's definitely kind of whitewashed in this a little bit, yeah. you know, um, they don't really, she she doesn't really say a lot either. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. the things that she does say, you're like, oh, okay. It's, so not, that's it's the, yeah, it's not moving yeah. the plot forward. No, it's like nothing of substance really. And you're like, like it's a, yeah. a very ditzy character. Yeah. yeah so like if you, were, if you were gonna do this updated version, like which would be in college because we're not doing high school <laughs> you would have to make it more the, the cast would have to be more diverse i yeah. think you know in a meaningful ways not just to like be like oh throw somebody in here like you know so uh let's do some rapid fire because we are running light on time yes. um at the end when she wrote that whole article about the guy she could have just called him and said hey by the way i'm 25 she didn't uh need to wait for him uh, because then she's like all tense. She's like, is he going to show up? Maybe you should have texted him. I guess they didn't really do cell phones uh, back then. The fashion, we obviously have to talk about the fashion. Classic. Listen, most of her outfits, uh, a lot of them when she started to get cooler, even before then. I love some of her stuff. Maybe not the first day outfit, all white. Maybe I don't I think love anyone that. should be wearing a feather boa to school. But I agree. Maybe I'm I agree. Wrong. <laughs> not not what guy was wearing some of those shirts only prince can pull off so especially the hot girls like the thousands of butterfly clips in the hair you know the the little mm. like glasses i mean all of that shit is back it was so funny watching it and scott's like oh that outfit's back that outfit's back like it's just amazing how much fashion comes around um the way that okay so he is obviously the most problematic character in the thing but david arquette's like why'd you have to blow my shit up like that i was so close like you have literally been talking about how you used to fuck this girl and they are going to figure out that you are not i just thought it was like such misplaced anger i'm like be angry at yourself sir for you for you like letting mono sidetrack you which again <laughs> i was like mono is the reason why you let all your yeah. dreams go away i, anyway. I would have played yeah, I would have played too if I That's was him. Um, like he's a no hoper yeah. because, and he's like blaming Josie. I was like, wow, okay. And also, well, then they let him be the assistant coach. I'm like, she sure. still helped him, but that was because of Josie. She went to the coach, and her right. deal was, if I bring all this mm. stuff to you, will you? We know that she asked her brother to come back as the so give my my brother a job. I was a funny scene too that. Uh, 16 year old that he was dating she was like yeah you just don't want to be there forever like yes. that's that she was just shitting on his life which was his real life you don't want that to be you right and he's like oh my god yeah it's funny uh yeah but also i have an unpopular opinion to share with you guys yeah. i'm very curious to know your thoughts okay You're so obviously unpopular c okay so yes it's bad to bully people but did you guys think that those double helixes were kind of a buzzkill. Like everyone was at prom and was like, 
oh my god we're here and they were like haha you're stupid thing and here we are and we're science people and like you know i just i think maybe it was meant to be like we're a group we're here together but i was like yeah sorry like a little bit i'm not surprised you got bullied because you were just like kind of being <laughs> dicks like okay. everyone was like we're so cute we're here at prom and they're like we're science fuck you oh yeah you didn't think we could come well we came i was like wow like we're also a historical perfect pair the <laughs> yeah. first historical perfect pair it's like that um, like it's like that person that's just like just like too much where you're like okay i guess what? technically you're right you know, if they weren't pushed aside their whole high school career, sure. right? They they weren't even going to let old girl buy a ticket to the prom. So Very she probably, they, they had some chips on their double helixes, right? <laughs> I, did. I did not like that she was really mean to Drew when they passed each other on the escalator. That was rude. I was yeah. like, listen, oh and Lemming. Listen, Drew has been, she didn't do anything to you even when she became popular. She never did. She got to show up one time. We don't have cell phones. I don't know where you are. It wasn't the first time. She forgot. She forgot one thing and then she forgot to show up. And then she's like, well, you can forget to sit with us. And I was like, whoa. I agree. She's kind of a cunt a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm siding siding with her. You got to understand the fragility of that. Type As of someone who was school, bullied, I was who, never who, like. I'm saying you. somebody brings you in and you just kind of like start shit. It's not just what she's doing. Well, it is what she's doing. It's what she saw. She's hanging out with these popular girls now, not hanging out with us who accepted her from day one, right? And she's not giving us the time of day and she's totally changing. I'm sure on they us. cut out like some so, kind of scene, but I'm with Jackie. It felt yeah. kind of abrupt. It was like, settle down. Babe. <laughs> I was like, wait, maybe you can put her on probation, but being like, right. forget to sit with us. Then also, too, like, oh shoot. <laughs> how long did she go to this high school? Two questions. How much did this experiment cost? Because they have live feeds of these children. Everybody's watching. They got a van out front. This is costing hundreds of thousands of dollars. We're not that of exciting of a story. Like I know that back in the day they used to blow up these stories and like it was a whole thing. Now journalism seems like kind of shit and whatever. Like it's not really a career. But how much money did that shit cost? And how long was she at the school? She's fucking named prom queen. Yeah, it's the timeline quick. again. Quick. Again, nineties <laughs> movies with timelines. You just like buy into it. She's supposed yeah. to be there for a semester. But we don't really know when she starts. You can't <laughs> tell. Because I think we're supposed to think that they're in California too, which I believe is the high school. So you're, you're like, it's sunny. And now it's prom. I don't know when when she got there, actually. So. Are they, did they go to yearbook picture day? Are they in the yearbook? I want to know if that, Ooh. or did they like scratch them out after they printed it? Like this person is 25. Yeah. Grandma's Imagine. like, let me tell you a story. Look at my yearbook. <laughs> this which, guy which was point, actually Grandma? 23, and this chick was a fucking journalist. <laughs> and, and you're like, okay, Nana. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Good one. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they let reporters into your school. That's, sure. how they should have, that's how they should have started this movie. With a Nana. Oh my just, gosh. Just like Nana. an Ever After, where it's yeah, like exactly. the great great granddaughter. Another great Drew Barrymore movie. Yeah, we did that one. Yeah. We did that. Yeah. I hated that no one was a reporter. No one was a reporter in it. Like zero stars. Um, but yeah. 
Okay. Well, we're getting a little long in the tooth. Was there any, this is such a rich movie for this because it's like, it is heartfelt, but then you're like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. But is there anything else that really stood out to you guys that we didn't touch on? I think we talked about the representation a little bit, not amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, we didn't see any, uh, other than heterosexual couples really, which was yeah. boo. I think boo. in high school today, there's, you know, kids are way better than we were in high school. Way um, better. what else guys what well else? i mean there's a lot of misogyny mm -hmm. um like a lot um her the boss of the paper so mean could not so be rude. a boss in a movie today at least yeah, not firing everybody way. he might be a real well, boss in the workplace but he's hidden he's by hidden. ndas he also <laughs> feels like he might be in the news <laughs> like in that world he's hitting place. people with sticks he's like slamming sticks on the table <laughs> Like, ah. what, el what else is he doing? I feel like he's problematic yeah. more than we think he is. Firing people know? left and right. Yeah. yeah. Wieners has got wieners. That yes. was, he wasn't just saying he had hot dogs. Exactly. I, I feel like he was, he's the boss that was saying stuff that he shouldn't be saying. And yeah. the assistant, her assistant was such a little dick. Um, I, I did not like him then. And I did not like him now. <laughs> such a, wait, first of all, great actor though. I love that. Great character. actor and character to do yeah. that. He role. was like the original, um, remember the game when that was a thing when guys would be like tricking you into like dating them? I think there's mm -hmm. still these like, they play the, you know, they play tricks on women. He was that guy. Like he was at the bar being like, oh, you got to do this. So yes, misogyny from both sides. From both sides. The boss yeah. and the assistant. And yeah. they, everybody was like mean to her. But then she won him over because she won prom queen. And you know, a woman's value really is if she's popular and hot, as we know. So, mm. right. Mm. Um, in a lot of ways, I do feel like uh, this movie was still, even with the problematic stuff, there was still a lot that like could speak to. It's still relevant. I feel right. like a lot of the things that they were talking about. Um, yeah, but yeah, I just wanted to mention the boss. I was like, he, I had notes about him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like I see you, buddy. You're problematic. <laughs> the old guy, not not John C. Riley. Although he no, also... not John C. Riley. I mean, he had yeah. moments, but the old guy. I was like, mm -hmm. I see you. <laughs> tisk tisk. Don't be a crotchety old man who runs a paper and hits people with sticks. Not good. Um, okay, well, we're getting a little long in the tooth, though. So before we go too much further, let's do a shout out to the cast or crew, somebody from each, from wherever. David, kick us off so we know how it's done. Okay, okay. I went with Stacy Bergman. She was in the makeup department and she was the hairstylist on this one. So to the point of like just the 90s encapsulation of this, it was fun to see some of these haircuts on some of these people especially it's mostly like the women um in this movie their haircuts because i was rocking like a fade in high school when i had hair mm. so a Stacey, million years ago before yeah the she did a great exactly she did a great job with everybody's haircuts and looks and she's still doing her thing um she's working right now on a tv special she did space jam the new legacy the jamie kennedy experiment the shield um crocodile dundee so she's got a ton of credits and my people yeah stacy bergman we see you and we appreciate you thank you for your contribution for this movie yeah stacy right. we see you and we appreciate you okay who you got jackie i'm going with mona may uh she was the costume designer um she, her uh 
she's in a lot of things. Um, I think the most recent thing she did was mixtape, but she's just done a lot. Um, and this movie, I mean, it's the nineties and she also had to do the nineties, but also had to do go back in the eighties too. So there was a lot of different like costume stuff that she was doing. Um, you know, Josie's character and her fashion in the eighties was also very unique. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just really loved all of the stuff that she was doing. Guy shirts now today might be questionable. Yes. But for this movie, also there was, there was one thing I wrote down. Um, there's one scene towards the end where Molly Shannon has this gigantic butterfly brooch on her shirt. I don't know if you guys saw that. I was like, I don't think so. No, I was just was like, coming back. I was like, what the, it took up like her entire breast. I'm not joking. Go back <laughs> just like to the last 10 minutes. Okay. Is this, in- I'm like, what is this? Oh, she'd be banging into doors and stuff. This giant butterfly, but yes. Um, yeah. So to costumes, we see you and we appreciate yeah. you. Yeah. I'm gonna grab that shirt that guy was wearing in the last scene. Mm. Uh, it's like like bell bottoms for your arms. Mm. Yes. I'm gonna wear it out to dinner one night with my girlfriend. She's not gonna know, and I'm just gonna see see how I, people treat me. I look forward yeah. to seeing how much sauce and things like reaching over the table get <laughs> on get those. Stuck, yeah. It'll start on fire with a yeah, candle. Exactly. Also, I, the costume, um, Rosalind, the dress that she wore loved it that was cute so yeah yeah i think jessica alba was like honestly dressed how i thought i wanted to be dressed again i had massive jugs as a teenager so every like tiny spaghetti shirt i tried to buy looked fucked up um i remember i had this like strawberry shirt that i'm sure would have appeared in this movie and it just looked completely munted because um the strawberry was not a strawberry but anyway yes costumes amazing I think there should be a service where, and this will be the future where AI and like 3D printing does everything for us. But like, imagine if you could pause on Amazon and then it would like come up with all the products and you could buy them. That'd be sick. Whoa, that is something you should pitch yeah. to, to Jeffrey. I don't Jeffrey want to because I hate capitalism a little bit, but also. But if yeah, he cuts I you a should. check for $10 million? 10 million, this is like a $500 billion idea. He's gonna yeah, make so much money. Otherwise, they'll just steal it and call it something else. You know what? He can have it. He doesn't have any money. He needs it. Uh, well, I went with Joni Avery, who was stunts on this film. Mm. Uh, and I was trying to think, like, what stunts were there? But then I even remember when I was watching it, I was thinking, yeah, when she falls down, that's probably stunts. Um, Joni was the only stunt person credited as the stunt coordinator. I'm like, surely there were more people that were in her team. Maybe she was doing them all. I don't know. It's not like there was, like, motorbike jumping and shit. But, yeah, knocking into stuff. I think on the ice skating rink um stuff like that but it looks like she her last credits from 2013 um she was in the hangover part three she was in uh, she did stunts for cougar town she did a bunch of random stuff numbers my own worst enemy stepbrothers so she got to work with john c Riley a few times and semi-pro which is maybe him maybe not but yeah uh stunts is always an appreciated part of the crew because they put their bodies on the line constantly we have a lot of love for the stunt team so Joni, we see you and we appreciate you Mm-hmm. Jackie, before we let you go and before we make yes. all of the decisions, where can people find you on socials? Uh, what So they should definitely watch the 4400 and see your episode, episode 11. Yes. yes. Um, you can also find me on Twitter. I believe it's just Jackie Penn 18 um, on Twitter. I believe that's what it is. You'll be able to find me. Um, 
I can also, also we can also verify and put in the show notes. Yes, I'll put in the show notes. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also on Instagram and it's J L Pen um, 18. Uh, and that's where you can find me. Woohoo. And I know everybody hates this question, but what's coming down the pipeline? I mean, we do have this potential writer strike in May. Well, you know, um, I don't know. We'll see. No, I've been working on uh, a feature that I'm really excited about. Yay. And um gonna do a polish on that and hopefully do something with that. Working on a new sample. Um you are available yeah. for staffing. If- I, yes, I'm pleased. I'm available for staffing. <laughs> I love all things um, about like relationships. Um, actually, I love writing about just, I love character driven things. So um, that's, I love a lot of different, you know, fantasy, romance, soap. I love it all. Um, but yeah, that's kind of just working on some of my own stuff and yeah, kind of waiting to see what's going to happen with um this potential writer strike so yeah it's gonna have a knock-on effect for sure everybody's yeah gonna... on everyone yeah yeah mm-hmm. um well we're really excited for you we have no doubt yeah. that you will land somewhere exciting we can't wait to see you know show by jackie um and we'll be like we know her from the podcast but if you did have any advice for some you know emerging writers or people who are maybe a couple steps behind you what's something that you can share you know, to keep them going or like that maybe inspires them or just a piece of advice that would be useful? I think um, the pandemic really solidified this, but like uh, really trying to find your tribe, your group of people that you can kind of, you know, that you are there for each other. Um, Yes, it's great to meet people and form, I don't like to say network, I like to say form relationships with people because that kind of like network just is like, oh, I want something from you. But when you uh, establish relationships, then like, you know, you can have, you start to build community. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say, you know, find your community, find those people that you can trust um, to be there for each other, give notes on, you know, samples or just to talk about, you know, the ins and outs of this business, because this business can be very crazy. And I feel like uh, having people that you can um, talk to in the good and in the bad um, will help keep you sane. Um, And yeah, if you always just keep watching and reading, um, that's how you stay inspired. That's how you learn more. Um, Yeah, that's, that's what go undercover to a high school if you need. Yeah some inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. All right. Well, we love Jackie. This has been so much fun, but we can't leave without deciding if this film has aged like milk or not. David, give us a little taste. Okay. I'm going to say this movie did not age like milk. I'm going to say this movie it's like it's an almond milk, so it stays fresh a little bit longer. Mm. But it's I feel like it's on the cusp with some of these things. Like this thing may be starting to turn. I don't know if you want to put it on your cereal, right? It's got a little tinge mm. to it because because of the, the teacher student dynamic. Always going to be weird. Never going to work. Don't do it if you're out there teaching. Um, and then this just, isn't a yeah. playbook for teachers. Are you <laughs> yeah, they should not, they should not date or like cross the line with a student hoping that they're a 25 year old reporter. It's, it's so, far less. It. Well, not next gonna happen. time, probably exactly. maybe the odds are not in your favor, but 
it's Drew Barrymore. It's a feel good movie. It's about acceptance. It's about not being a little asshole when you're in high school, even though it's hard, you got a lot of emotions and people are changing constantly. But um, I love Drew Barrymore. She makes me smile. I watched this early this morning and I was in a good mood all day. So Cute. I did like this movie. Drew is, is my girl. Not as much as Jackie's girl, because they got, you know, they got the connection. But mm-hmm. uh, I did like this movie and I thought it held up to Love today. That. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Jackie, what do you say? You know, it's it's hard uh, because there are some problematic things. But I think because it's Drew and because the other themes, I'm going to say it. it I think it's still okay. Barely. She's worried, Barely, but she's going for it. (laughs) Barely. I am worried about saying it, but I'm not going to say it's still. (laughs) But I think it's like a, I like oat milk, oat Mm. milk. So I think it's like an oat milk kind of. A little bit of a taste. Maybe you're like, it's a little bit of a taste, but you're still like, okay, I'm going to drink it. (laughs) I love this. Well, fuck you guys. I'm saying this milk is chunky AF. It is, <laughs> it has gone so bad for me. But you know what? Because I love Drew, I would still drink it and I'd be crying and I'd be like, like, you know, like it'd be coming up, but I'd still drink it and I will always drink the Drew Barrymore aged milk. But you guys are tiptoeing around the fact this is a movie about. Sexual predators in high school. The media, fake news coming in here trying to bullshit everything. The brother is such a dickhead. No, this is a chunky ass milk. I don't want to hear it. The black people in this movie have no characters. Oh my God. You too. I'm, I'm shooketh. Usually for the love of Drew. For the I love, love of Drew. Drew. I'm telling you, it's Drew. If Drew wasn't it's in. for the love of yeah, Same. If Drew wasn't in this movie, you're telling me if this was Courtney uh, Cox, you'd be like, I'm out. Immediately. 100%. 100%. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell Drew you said that for sure. I mean, like, listen, you can still make pedophile movies because I know at least two people. Becky and David will will be. They will pay their money. They will sit in the theater. They'll be like, yes, delicious. Um, No, this movie's fucked. I mean, listen, Mm -hmm. I, I love Drew as much as the next girl, but she's got so many great films where she's not catfishing a man uh so yeah and i you know what i'd be so curious to know like what she thinks i'm gonna have to go watch that episode as well because i'm sure she's like eh. you know she's got kids she, kids like hey mom the teacher thinks i'm hot <laughs> she's like okay we're gonna you're not this. a reporter yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it was, was different. It was different. It's so different. Uh, no, this the was a really. It was, yeah, it was the 90s. Um, <laughs> such a fun episode. I know yeah, there's so many, yeah. you know, behind the scenes things and whatever that we could have jumped into, but like go find out about the making of this movie. The boner thing was news to me and Jackie, but also not surprising because young Drew Marymore was a hottie. I mean, she's still hot. She's still got yeah. it, but. It is crazy when I was looking on the IMDb to see like how aged these actors are. Like, I don't want to call anyone out specifically because that's mean. And also age and beauty are all the eye of the beholder. But I was like, oh fuck. Like, yep. 23 years ago was a long time. 24 years ago. Oh shit. That's a whole Drew Barrymore as a reporter again in between. Um, but yes, we have fun. Well, Jackie, 
thank you so much for joining us. This was a blast. I know thank you. I had fun. I know we had some technical difficulties, but we got there in the end. Um, <laughs> everybody, go follow Jackie. Everybody, go watch the forty-four hundred. Um, go watch Turner and Hooch. Uh, hit her up on Twitter and be like, you're amazing. You're so hilarious. Let me read your pilots. Let me give you a million dollars. Let me introduce you to my boss. All the things. I would love yeah. all of these things. Exactly. Do it. Do but, it. For, but for now, David, you should just go ahead and check your fridge. And make sure that milk ain't spoiled. Gross milk is gross. Go watch all the movies. That's the show. And we'll see you next time. Bye. So kiss me.